Welcome back to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel movies. And today we've got a big one. I'm Josh. It's <laughs> a weird order, I feel like. I wasn't looking at the notes, okay? Hold on, let me find Today out. I've got a big one. I'm Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I, did I say the full name? Oh, I guess I did. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. I'm Josh. Lori is here. I'm Sammy. Today. I don't have a big one. Today is a big, big day. You guys, we've made it. This is, I feel like this is a movie, when we started out this podcast, we were like, one day we'll get there, and t- today is that day. And then we, we still stopped to think, like, how many DCOMs come after it. Like, that one seemed, like, peak, and we still have, like, three years left. We have not thought that far. Okay, I'm sorry. What do we have to look forward to after this one? I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happens after this. I can tell you, there's probably going to be a lot more musical-like Disney Channel movies now after this well if people haven't got it yet we are watching high school musical oh yeah high school Whoa. music hell oh, music hell a popular high school athlete and an academically gifted girl get roles in the school musical and develop a friendship yeah okay that threatens east high social order it's a lot more than a friendship that's disgusting that's not part of this movie laurie they both tapped that uh, probably after this movie, I would think, I think the only two who were currently fornicating in this movie were the siblings. Sharpay <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan? Yes! They were pretty incestuous. I mean, like, they're going, we'll obviously get into all of it, but, like, they were going for, like, the main role in a movie that appeared, in a musical that appeared to be a romantic coat. Like, what if they had to smooch? That's not uncommon in high school musicals very likely that they would have had to smooch in this musical this musical there are multiple of there's two others right yeah yeah okay also a reality show oh yeah i forgot about that there was a lot that a lot that came out of this what when did, did have we all seen this before when did you see it describe in in precise detail your experience of watching i remember pretending I remember pretending like I didn't enjoy it, but I did some theater. I didn't do a ton, but I did tech for like one show and I was an ensemble for another one. So I was, and I was friends with all of the theater kids. And so I distinctly remember being at one of the theater kids' houses and I met one of my like close high school friends because he sprinted into the room, spun around in the air a bunch while singing, we're all in this together. And then he just like sat on the couch. He was like, hello, my name is, name redacted. That's my, like, most vivid memory with this. Also, oh, also, I got to see it. Josh, you'll know, like, the Pinewood Bowl. Um, they performed it there, and I saw it there. I saw it there, too. I wonder if we were there together before we, we were friends. They have... That's really weird. It would have been before we were friends, maybe? Yeah. Probably, like, by, by a, a year What or if two. we sat next to each other and didn't know? We probably judged each other for being as old as we were at a reenactment of high school music. <laughs> I went there. I had a couple of friends in it. So right. I would have judged mm-hmm. you. I was supposed to watch Sweet Home Alabama with my friends. They were all like, you haven't seen High School Musical yet? It's like the biggest deal. And I'm like, no, it sounds stupid. I'm avoiding it. I just stopped watching the Disney Channel. I'm not going to go back. And they're like, no, you have to see it. They sat me down. We watched it in their super small one-bedroom house that's on the corner. It was really weird. I remember sitting there thinking, 
I hate this, but I love it so much. I watched it when it came out, but it was, I think I've mentioned before that we're in the Disney Channel era that was past my my prime. I think at this point I was still watching all of the movies just because I had this nostalgia for it. So whenever a new one came out, I would watch it, but I didn't get excited about it. And I know, I remember there being some real hype about High School Musical, but I didn't really buy into it. And I watched it and I was like, the songs are decent, but aside from that, it's not great. And I still feel the same way. Sammy, I know you did the flag people thing. Josh, did you do theater at all? I did the, maybe like last year, I finally worked up enough courage to be one of the theater people. I know my little sisters were like obsessed with it, like pictures of Zac Efron, like they had, I'm sure, I don't remember for sure, but I feel like one of them maybe had like birthday parties that were themed like with paper plates and stuff. And Okay, but like, was it something that Disney did? that made this one bigger or was it just actually good and people related to it i mean the production value was clearly like way bigger scale so i would be surprised i don't know like even just the casting and it seemed like a big movie even watching it now and i know we're a little bit biased because we know the hype that came with it but like i don't i don't think there were really like this is the first decom that's a musical right no cheetah yeah. girls I would say that Cheetah Girls had music. I yeah. don't know if it was a full-fledged musical, though. It was, like, on the cusp, I think. Like, it was, like, they were testing the waters with Cheetah Girls, probably, and it did really well, and then they're like, let's just go all in. To illustrate, like, how big this got, I have some facts. Let me look it up. Um, I will say this was directed by Kenny Ortega, who is actually a pretty big yeah, he did Hocus Pocus, he did Newsies, he did a lot for television, he, I know he directed a lot of, like, the musical, like, musical-ish episodes of, like, Gilmore Girls and uh, Bunheads. He did Cheetah Girls, um, too, like, number yeah, two. Yeah, he did do Cheetah Girls, too, okay. as well. Similarly, oh god, Matthew Gerard wrote most of the songs for Cheetah Girls, and he ended up writing a lot of these songs. And... That sounds about right, because I think the best part of Cheetah Girls was the, the music. Um, Matthew Gerard wrote songs for Kelly Clarkson, the Jonas Brothers, uh, and then Jamie Houston wrote, also wrote for Cheetah Girls, and he wrote Breaking Free, like that song. Um, but you guys, this album is the top-selling TV soundtrack, soundtrack ever. Um, it's also, it also became the best-selling album of the year. They say it was recorded in five days, which... Who knows what that means, but... And then, the other fun fact I have is that at first, they said that Zac Efron did the vocals, like, flat out, and it was only a few years later when they were like, oh, oops, sorry, actually, Drew Seeley recorded some of the vocals. I remember that, because nobody, like, everybody was like, that's not him, right? It's a very, um, Singing in the Rain. Oh, is that a thing from Singing in the Rain? Yeah, Singing in the Rain, the whole thing is that, uh, the context of that movie is that talkies are just becoming a thing, like, the silent film era is over, yeah. and so there's an actress who's very gorgeous, but her voice makes Janice from Friends seem nice, so the girl that Jane Kelly ends up falling in love with is doing the voiceover for her, but not getting credit for it. I mm. see, I see. I haven't actually seen Singing in the Rain. I know it's a pop culture hole in my... It's one of those, like, classics that nobody has actually watched. I think that's, like, a Mark Twain quote, is that classics are books that people praise, but nobody's watched, so... Yeah. I yeah. think that you're not in the minority. 
Yeah. Let's get some context for this. So the other CDs that were up against High School Musical in 2006, not 2005, give me a second. So we've got Stadium Arcadium, which is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Future Sex Love Sounds from Timberlake, Sandstown, The Killers, um, The Black Parade from My Chemical Romance, which I was a very big fan of, so it's kind of funny, like My Chemical Romance, High School Musical. Oh my gosh. There was a lot going on. It yeah, feels like uh, such so, a simpler so you're time. Saying, you're saying High School Musical outsold all those albums? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Well, believe it. That's Joshua what Ricky I... said, and I'm not looking further. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe it. I cannot believe it. This is an interesting little tidbit. The film has its origins in a 1998 script entitled Grease 3, in which Britney Spears what? and Justin... What? Hold on! Hold on, it gets better! Britney Spears <laughs> and Justin Timberlake were to star as the children of Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen. What? Uh, oh my god. Wait, they're the children. Was, this sound, I am so upset that this movie took the Never place of to what be. we could have had. We could have had oh something great, you guys. Good God, can you imagine? I mean, like, we thought that Sharpay and Ryan are a little bit incestuous. Let's put Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake playing siblings in a movie. The character who would become Sharpay was to be the daughter of Betty Rizzo. Uh, the producers tried to get Christina Aguilera for the part, but she declined. Uh, Timberlake's bandmates from NSYNC were to have supporting roles with John Travolta and Olivia oh. Newton-John allegedly approached for cameo roles. The producers what? needed permission from those who owned the rights to Grease, and so the idea evolved into High School Musical. So I guess they couldn't get permission, but this movie could have been great. Gosh. We could have had it all. I think that's a perfect segue into starting the movie talk. It must be okay. another show. Yeah, let's talk about this, uh, what we would possibly loosely call a movie. I, I'm feeling a sense of hostility coming from over there. Oh, geez. I definitely think the music is like what sold this and what was keeping it together. All together. We're, all where of us? we all are. We are all in it. Let's talk about the opening of this movie. It starts with Zach playing basketball and then uh, we get to see Gabriella, or Zach is Troy. Troy is playing basketball. And Gabriella, who's played by Vanessa Hudgens, is reading and her mom's like, just go out and talk to people. Get your nose out of the book. It was kind of weird at first, to be honest. They go to like some New Year's Eve party and I really enjoy the Disney Channel. Anytime they do a party, it's like a bunch of teenagers. There's nothing going on. That's, there's no drinking. There's like a shit ton of kids there. Everybody's being nice and cordial. They're not making a mess. They're like, oh, let's sing some wholesome karaoke. And they're all wearing like like stupid hats. And oh, yeah. I mean, God. I know it, I know New Year's Eve parties have a cheese factor beyond most parties. These kids were wearing some, some like costume jewelry that I would not have been caught nope. dead in teenager so as fate may have it these two happen to be chosen by magical spotlights in the sky to sing karaoke together and then they sing together in perfect harmony on a song that they didn't know looking off of a karaoke screen how a karaoke screen does not tell you how to sing a song and they also they exchange phone numbers and it's 2005 so they have flip phones the way they do that did you guys when you like swap numbers with people did you take a picture for them to put in their contact book did your phone have a camera no 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 i actually had like one or two friends who would set a photo for their contacts and i was always like that's creepy stop doing that (laughs) if you had older phones they would have like stock image yeah photos you could use like a flamingo 
a polar bear. And then also, if you'll notice, so they swap phones. Gabriella is seen typing, and I think they add like a boop, 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 boop number, like sound when she's typing in her number. Troy Boy just takes a picture of himself, like does this shitty smile, hands his her phone back to her from like behind his back, then talks for like a minute and a half before he's like, oh, she's gone. Didn't know how to perceive that part. Especially because she was like, oh, I don't have time to talk to you right now. Let's exchange numbers real quick. And then I really have to go. And so they exchange numbers. And he's like, so anyway, like uh, last week I went grocery shopping. They don't exchange numbers. He doesn't give her his number. He just takes his picture and then gives her her phone back. Later on, we see that he somehow got her picture and phone number. I think it was movie magic. What kind of a ski resort is this? Also, what is Troy's family? that they're like, oh, let's hop on a plane and go to a ski resort. I don't know. This is where they're trying to do like some grief vibes where it's like the they meet during the summer, but it's just like doesn't make sense at all. Also, what are the chances that Gabriella just winds up at his high school? In Albuquerque, New Mexico. If that happens in real life, you're like, this fucker is following me. There's something really creepy going on. For sure. There was a phone incident that caused the entire class to have detention. He says that he told his friends, like, he met a girl, like, at the ski resort thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I told him, like, that I met you and stuff. But I didn't tell him about the singing. But I was like, what's the real story here, Troy? The real story, Troy got back and he's like, yeah, I went on this ski trip. There's this girl there. We we had a great time. I told them about the singing, not that we fucked. Yeah, that would be the real story. I feel like this movie had a lot of teetering on the edge of trying to be like sexy grease feeling, but then they were like, oh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. We gotta go just to the border. Like there's a scene later on where Zach is shirtless in the locker room and the entire time the frame doesn't show his nipples where they're like, let's give a like, let's give a little taste of his like skinny ass teenage bod, but nipples too far. Also, there's like in their exercise or workout basketball uniforms, you can see some armpit hair. You, they're pretty short shorts. There's stuff going on. It always it's different for the Disney Channel to be this. Like it felt more teenager. Corbin Blue, whatever his name is in this movie, is so annoying. Yeah. He when is... I watched this movie when I was younger, I was I didn't. He was just another character. But watching this now, I'm like. Shut up, dude. Stop talking. Go away. Actually, everybody in this movie was a little insufferable. <laughs> okay, that's fair. They all had their moments where I was like, you need to just take a step back. You're gonna you're gonna look back on your life in 10 years and be like, God, I was an idiot when I was a teenager. That's the point though. I think we have <laughs> a movie coming up with him. It's called Jumping. Yeah, Jump It. Jump jump Up. Jump In. Jump Out. Something. At this point, we get to see a few songs. They do the basketball, get your head in the game. Gotta get you, get you. I love music that comes from noises in the environment. I love the basketballs. I was very excited when they started dribbling, and then you, like, hear the, like, beats of the music start to hit in. It's the best. I do really enjoy that kind of music, but I was super frustrated because they were just talking just before the scene starts. The entire basketball team was shit talking musicals and they're like, music's dumb. We hate music. And then they're just like, (laughs) and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) I didn't remember the lip syncing being this bad. Their voices were like 17 octaves to auto-tuned also. It was auto-tuned. It was like things you can't really do with your mouth unless you're like 
on a microphone. They were mouthing it at the wrong times. It it was a lot. You had to use your imagination there. Did you guys feel like there was any green screen in this movie? I don't believe there was. I couldn't tell from like the version I was watching, but I was like, oh, that's okay. That's my point. It felt like there are a lot of things that were pieced together. So they have auditions for the play coming up. And it felt like they recorded the teacher and all of her commentary and lines separately than like the actual things that were going on. I could see that. Like, so not necessarily green screen, but cut and paste. Like maybe Zac Efron was busy. He did stuff after this. I don't know. But like, yeah, I don't know. I just, those are just things that I noticed now watching back. Where it's like you like, never oh, see they're her. crafty with this. Yeah, like you never see her and Vanessa and Zach on stage together. It's always oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looking back, theater is difficult. Yeah. I think a lot of people think it is really just like you go in and you sing and dance and leave. A lot of it is like trying to focus and be patient. It's a lot of waiting. Which is so hard for high schoolers. And what kind of annoyed me about this movie was they clearly have like a big production budget. Like their theater department's very serious, but they had like people doing detention were going in. Like you can't just throw like the tech crew of a production, especially like a big production. Like this person does costumes and this person does this and this person does this. And they were just like, oh, you have detention. Go, go help out in the theater. Exactly. They had some of the basketball players just like painting things i was like that's not gonna go well yeah the school looks like they have a large budget mm-hmm. but they seem to be a very small school it's true yeah. okay if there's if the theater is actually that like well funded but the only two good people they have is sharpay and ryan like what are they doing i think maybe they're just there's- like they're funding it all maybe Maybe. There's probably that, and also I just think there's a very small pool to choose from because we had like the pep rally scene later. There's like 20 kids in the band. <laughs> That's a small <laughs> suck band. My my brother's high school that has maybe like 50 kids all together has a larger band than that. Oh my like, gosh, <laughs> that was a tiny band. We've already met Sharpay at this point. She's meant to be the villain, and she isn't necessarily a nice person, but can you imagine, man, if Brandon were here, he would have stuff to say about it, where it's like, she's worked for this her whole life, it's her whole dream, clearly her and her brother spend all of their free time doing this, they probably do community theater in the off-season, and then this, like, basketball bro comes in, and they don't even make it to the auditions on time, they don't even technically audition, they don't show up ever when they're supposed to, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, "Yeah, you get the parts. Yeah. I get like, I would be, no, exactly. I, like Sharpay, Ryan also to an extent, but mostly Sharpay is kind of a bitch. But so is everybody else in the school. Like the drama teacher is Troy. Troy and Gabriella not so much, but all of their friends are terrible people. Uh, the dad is awful. So like to make Sharpay a like the villain is kind of like it it doesn't line up well with the rest of the movie she's the only one i can get behind really when i was a kid like her and her brother were my favorite characters in this movie you're you you, though well yeah i just like i even remember back then i was still just like i didn't find troy or gabrielle very compelling because it seems like they didn't care it was kind of like oh i happen to have this amazing skill who knew like Mm -hmm. they just kind of like pop into it Okay, you want to hear my, like, kind of theory, but not real theory? Yes. Sharpay is the traditional music industry who are like, no, we have things figured out. We have things scheduled. This is how you do music. This is how you write songs. This is how you make stuff. And then 
Troy and Gabriella are like indie artists who are like, no, we just like the music. Like we just sing and it happens. And like, so Sharpay like losing her control was like the industry having to accept indie artists. You're saying this is a deep analogy. I'm saying I tried so hard to look for analogies, social commentary, anything (laughs) from this movie. And I can't pull anything out. But I think this movie is so simple. This is so like basic human whatever that you can read a lot of things from it. I have a slight variation on your theory. Okay. Instead of like being an indie artist would imply that you've put in a lot of work. So I think Sharpay is probably, I think you're right, that she's like the traditional big, she's like the Metallica versus Napster sort of thing. Like not wanting to change. Ryan is just kind of along for the ride. I think... Troy and Gabriella are the assholes who buy a MacBook and a keyboard, watch YouTube for 20 minutes, and are like, we deserve to be here. We deserve to be here just as much as this person. Yeah. You're like, okay, so you made one song that was okay, and you look nice. That'll get you this far, but not any further. They're like they're like the boy band right after the boy band breaks Ugh. up. It's all like, we're going to make it big. And you're like, yeah, okay, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Zane's album wasn't that bad. <laughs> It was, though. Gabs crashes basketball practice. Okay, wait, where are we? Songs about suppressing... Okay, oh, oh my god, are we going to stick to the status quo? This came up faster than I thought. Love that song. It is the stupidest. The guy who likes to bake, but also, I don't know what else, I think he's a skateboarder or something, maybe? Um, Baking Boy talks about creme brulee. Do you... You don't bake... Is that a bake good? You, like, flame the top. You also... I believe you bake the creme brulee. Okay. I've actually, I've never made creme brulee. So I've never made I'm one it. I just know that you get to catch um, it on fire. This song I had some real issues with. And I get that they're... What? I get that the point of it was that we don't actually agree with this. Like, we're, this whole movie is trying to go against the themes of this song. But it was very much, like, suppress everything that you're passionate about. Like, being unique is not okay. And, like, I don't, I don't this is hard to watch. It's funny to me because like we've talked before about do these high school cliques actually exist as rigidly as they do because organically they do or because media has told us over and over again that like nerds hate jocks and theater kids are losers and blah blah blah. So it's like this movie is kind of Disney almost apologizing or trying to fix a problem that they rested on for like 15 years. I feel like that's part of the of like the human condition is that we form clicks. Yeah, I just, I remember like specifically in this context, like I, we've talked about it in other ones where it's like, I remember getting to high school being like, I'm not supposed to like the football players, but I'm friends with all of them. This is weird. Oh, they're perpetuating. Yeah. It, right? Yeah. This song gives off so many mixed signals because everyone's yes. like, oh, you have a secret. What is it? Please tell us like we want to hear. And then they tell them. And then the people are like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah. what is this saying? Is this like, what am I supposed to learn from if this If they wouldn't song? have told their secrets, their friends wouldn't have made fun of them. So just suppress it and suppress yeah. passions. I, but yeah, pretty you much. have to wait for the payoff. Because it's not until the end that people are like, oh, actually, we think it's kind of cool that everyone's doing all these different things now. And it allows me to do all these different things that I want to do. You know, that's not really what they're advocating for, but... It's still like a full, like what, three or four minutes of anything that makes you different from like the status quo is not okay. You need to not talk about it. Don't reveal that to anybody, not your best friends, nobody. 
I got the opposite feeling though when I watched it because then you you're like how ridiculous is this like, to what status quo and even like nowadays when I'm find myself thinking oh like I shouldn't do it I can't do that I'm like no 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 stick to the stuff you know like <laughs> who would say that that obviously that's insane like Josh definitely you and I have talked about like we're both like actively pursuing artistic endeavors like be it music or whatever to where people are like yeah but why would you get a degree in this it's useless or like you'll never be able to make like my whole life I've been told like I can't be an artist of any sort so I think that rings true to where it's like society is telling you like no you have to stick to the thing you know because that's how you're gonna make it that's how you're gonna have but what about health insurance but what about uh, what about retirement and you're like i'm gonna die sick and young because i don't like (laughs) but the minute you but the minute you're like i like baking people are like oh that's so cool you should have a bakery like when are you gonna do that don't you have a big blah, blah, blah. but it's only after you, you like have some success in it that they'll do that everyone hated troy singing because he doesn't do that he's basketball but then as soon as saw that he was into it and it made him happy they're like oh we totally support you now i will say that i think their issues with troy singing were valid because he was actively skipping every practice and he like i know plenty of kids who did like brief stints in theater and also did export or whatever and they would just like talk to the coaches and work out some sort of thing where it's like we'll make it work if it's possible but if you're trying to hide it like and just just not showing up they're they're at practice waiting for him and he's team captain they're like we don't know where he is there was so much of this movie that was troy sneaking around to like meet and talk to gabriel gabriella and i was like why are you sneaking around like uh you should be able to talk to this girl yeah it was a lot of if people had just been clear about their intentions from the beginning this really wouldn't have been a movie at all (laughs) (laughs) i mean isn't that most movies though yeah you communicate well and all of a sudden all of your conflict is gone i feel like if troy would have been like i'm interested in gabriella i really like her then all of his friends would have been like oh okay we see like have your time we'll cover we'll cover you at practice tonight you're gonna get laid don't worry did you guys know this might shock you but ryan was written as a gay character they just couldn't be open about it because <gasps> of the channel <sighs> but they said he wasn't i know it was like implied that he's into the piano girl but it's never explicit and in the third I one i think it's implied that he's into his sister to be honest with you well that one i don't think is implied <laughs> necessarily i think <laughs> um disney channel oh. yeah but like uh, both the director writer and uh lucas Grabiel, the actor who played him said that like they had an understanding that he was playing him gay the end it looked like he had a thing for the guy who made cookies mm-hmm. yeah there's like little yeah. nods to it which i think were probably yeah. intentional knowing that they both I mean, if you haven't heard this yet, Disney Channel has said that they are having their first openly gay character mm-hmm. on a TV show. Um, if she says music cow one more time in Sammy's note, Josh, would you like to say it in unison in Sammy's honor? Music cow. There, we did it. Oh my God. <laughs> I, it was getting under my skin. I don't know anyone who's ever said that. She's over the top, it's whatever. But then like the 15th time, she's like, and the school musicale. And I was like, oh my God. You know, the other thing that bugged me about this movie, this is what I remember in high school, seeing this movie thinking, that's not how it goes. We did not have free time. You cannot hang out in the hallways. You cannot hang out at school after school was closed. They locked the doors. They 
pushed you out. All this leisure time to hang out with friends and talk and sing. Uh-uh. No not way. Real. Preach. No way. That's just always the thing that bugged me <laughs> when I was a kid. The basketball players kept getting detention in this and they kept on being like, but we have a big game. I was wondering what your guys' view is on student athletes or not necessarily just athletes, but even ones that like partake in like choir and theater and stuff. If they have a detention, if I thought that it was valid for them to be like, hey, we have a game, but it's kind of double-sided because if they respect their team, they should try not to get in trouble but at the same time like could they do detention the next day okay well first of all i think the one teacher was just detention crazy she was giving detention for the stupidest stuff yes but i also feel like there's already and i don't i know a lot of it happens in movies too but definitely for in real life in my school there was a lot of favoritism towards sports players and i don't think that's fair at all i don't think it's fair that you get a pass just because you can throw a ball even right. if it's just like playing, like doing detention the next day. Because my thing is like the only reason that I'm more inclined to say like let them play at the game is that like if they can't get that spot covered or something, it could fuck other kids' chances to get like scholarships and stuff since we intrinsically like funding. And that's that where I'm like, fair. you don't want to like fuck the whole team. So maybe make them run extra laps and do detention the next day or something. But I think that's fair. That is a good argument. I can't, I don't really have a counter argument to that, so. As long as it's applied to, like, theater and other stuff and it's not strictly, yeah. like, football. Yeah as, long, yeah, as long as it's not like, okay, well, we don't want the football team to lose tonight, so our star football player can't have detention. And as long as it's applied, like, across the board, like, oh, you have this school-sponsored event, you need to be there, then, yeah, we'll, we'll work around that schedule, but we're not going to make it convenient for you. Like, that's just my problem with yeah. it. It tends to, like, they just bend over backwards to make things easy yeah. on the sports players we don't see much of the parents in this movie mm-hmm. i will say we don't see we see mom once i think uh troy's mom oh yeah at the beginning for the vacation thing but then she kind of just disappears yeah the dad murdered her and moved probably the dad was kind of awful mm-hmm. oh yeah decom daddies that are are normal and Josh pointed out in the group chat that he's actually kind of good comparatively, but... Yeah, that bar's pretty low. <laughs> it so is low. low. He was definitely doing the whole decom dad thing where it's like, I played this sport and I didn't get as far as I want to, wanted to, so now you have to. Yeah, I think we're at this point of the movie where Gabriella kind of crashes his practice, but practice is over. Troy's the only one still there, and Gabriella just shows up, and they're, like, playing around, like, oh, you're gonna... He's like, oh, you're traveling. You're really traveling. I thought that was super cute, first of all. It was so cute. It was, like, the best part of the movie. Then the dad just shows up, and he's like, hey, practice is closed. Like, there's no visitors. And he's like, practice is over. No, practice is only over when every member of the team is gone, and you're still here. Let him flirt with this girl for a second. Like... Exactly. If this if this is your son and he's like having this great time with a really cute girl, aren't you gonna be like, oh, sorry to like bother you guys? Instead, he's like, get out of here. Like, what is wrong yeah. with you that you don't want your son to have like a little fling or something? And it was cute. It's not like they were like boning in the middle of the courtyard. It was no. just yet. Yeah, like, that was preventative cock blocking. I mean, I guess all cock blocking is preventative. <laughs> <laughs> He, he could have been like, hey, we have a big game coming up. You're allowed to date after or something like that, where it was like, think of your future. Yeah. It's just like, no. 
basketball yeah. of his life. Oh, he's like they're singing their Troy Troy Young Goobles are practicing for they decide that they're gonna like go to the callback. And Sherpay and Ryan are mad that there's callback. But also I don't think there's like four people. You don't really need to do callbacks, just pick one. They're like rehearsing, but not like normal people. Troy's like, I'm gonna hide in this stairwell at the school of 20 people. Like, what are you doing? This part gave me anxiety. They were playing like weird atonal music. It was like, and they were singing behind it. I was like, what is going on here? Someone's gonna die. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what their intent was. Like, I don't know if it was trying to like buy on them to figure out what their secret like to like figure out how their singing is or like what their what their method is or if it was to like kill them because it could have been either one. I feel like also the video, it seemed like this would be, if it weren't a Disney movie, it would be like Troy and Gabriella making out somewhere instead of like having this very innocent, like sneaky sing sessions in secret places. It's a bathroom. People are going to go in the bathroom. It's a high school. <laughs> okay. The songwriter girl even said like, I have a piano at my house. So we can go to my house. And I'll make you breakfast because we're having a It was super over, cute. She wanted to be their third. She was so oh, sweet sure. though. <laughs> we have not talked about the fashion in this yet. Did you guys pick up? Okay, I was going to say how for guys, 2006, 2006 fashion. Guys, it was slightly baggy jeans with boxers and layered shirts. Like you had to be wearing an undershirt. Oh, and yeah, the long hair. Goblet of fire ass shaggy hair. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then the girls, like, 2006 was a very specific time for fashion for <laughs> girls. <laughs> there was, like, point Gabriella was wearing, like, a big chunky belt just around her butt. Yes. <laughs> like, not quite bell bottoms, but not quite boot cut. Flared jeans. Whatever. Yes, flare. Yes. Talk about Ryan's hat- hats, please. His hats. It was, like, always, like, a bold pattern hat, a bold pattern shirt. That like didn't quite fit him right. A white belt that was put like his pants sat weird, and then like uh, chinos, but like weird colors that just didn't really make sense. That's not dissimilar to how I dressed in high school. I'll throw instead of the weird like golf hat, I was a fedora girl. It was before the neck beards appropriated my hat. No, but um, Ryan had a plaid fedora in this too. Oh, I missed that one. I mostly remember the like dad hats that he had, but not like the dad green, hats. What sparkling are they ones. Mm-hmm. I wrote the conflict is so artificial. If their weird rules didn't exist, they could work out a way to die. Yeah, well, okay, that's when dad and Troy have that moment in the gym. Where he's shirtless? No, before, when he's yelling at him, saying like, who are you? You can't sing or whatever. Troy goes, why can't I do both? And the dad's like, oh shit. I didn't, because you never really asked me that. you just skipped out on class and i'm the coach so i'm obligated to try to get you to show up to class and not let your team down troy everybody in this movie seems real intent on everybody just being one thing like everybody's yes. so one-dimensional and it's just like well the thing is most people have more to them than one thing they do like a big intervention and they do the thing that they have to do in every teen movie where they're like Ugh. oh but you left your microphone on oh but we were recording it which bt like back then that school did not have wi-fi that laptop was not plugged in to shit what were they using to film him in a high res i know you have to suspend your disbelief but for fuck's sake i have no idea and they were so into this they were like the corbin dude was like we're gonna convince him and then he sets up the whole team and they do some cult yelling chanting get your head in the game and Yeah, it was like a lot. So I I sympathize with Troy when he's like, 
I'll just tell them whatever they need to hear, and then I'll figure it out later. Gabriella is supposed to be this, like, nerdy girl. She hasn't had friends. Nobody likes her. She's gorgeous. There's no way. Like, she might have been, like, timid and stuff, but, like, she wasn't even timid. She had no problem. She's new at the school. Finds a group of other very attractive people immediately. Basketball boy loves her immediately. Like Yeah, and she's like, I just don't want to be the nerdy girl. Like, you're not. You're no more, okay? The basketball team's whole speech is about how, like, you can't interact with, like, these people. They yeah. teamed up with the nerds to make this happen. It's fine when it's us, but when it's you, that's bad. The end of the of the intervention thing, Corbin brings out the photo of his dad, and he's like, this is why you're doing this. It's for him. So you can fulfill his dreams. And blah, blah. I'm like, this is so much. What? friend is Corbin that he has a picture of his his friend's dad I'm like you are too into this if this doesn't work we have your dad tied up not saying we have a weapon not saying we don't have a weapon is this picture not enough if I saw a picture of my like grania like is the goal that like your dad works so hard and you can be like his dad's a high school football basketball coach like that's not that was the thing they had like this whole spiel of like all these former wildcat basketball stars and all of their accomplishments and their accomplishments were in high school. Yeah. It was like yeah, champion, like sad. wildcat champion. But what did they do at like NBA? Did anybody go to the NBA? So, and then Gabriella. So she hears Troy say all this stuff about how he is going to ditch Gabriella and singing and just focus on basketball. If she knows him so well, and if they've been having all these chats that they've been having up on the Science Nature Center, then she would know him. She would know that he had to say that because that he always goes along with image that they're pressing onto him. And they've both been like actively lying to their group. So like if you yeah. her, like that's what, and so just immediately she's just like, he doesn't love me. She was. starts crying in front of them. Is this where we and get to the the, the, the the solo where it's like four it's minutes? How I'm yeah. out something from the distance. Josh is doing a really good impersonation right now. It's four minutes of her not knowing what to do with her hands. It's like, I'll put it on my hair, on my shoulders, chest, knees, toes, head, shoulders. It's just her. There's no backup dancers. It's an empty school. It's the I most awkward. And then at one point, she walks down the hallway, and there's a banner, and Troy Bolton is on it. It's not just a picture, though. It's, like, seriously, like, eight people wide by, like, ten people tall, and she, like, leans on it and then, like, touches it, and it's... Like, it looks again, like she's about to make out with it for a yeah. second. But his head is massive. Like, you could fit, like, seven Gabriellas into his head is how big this fucking banner is. It wasn't even a flattering photo either. And it wasn't the whole team. It was him <laughs> in the center making, like, a glaring look holding a basketball. It was just, like, they're in colleges they don't have pictures like this in their hallways. Little Zac Efron. We were kind of talking about this before, how we didn't, not all of us really saw the appeal. Like, he became very, someone that everyone was, like, oh my god, Zac Efron, he's so amazing and he's so hot. And the guy who like got more buff and therefore just got even less cool to me. And he became very bro. I will say, I would love, I had never understood the appeal of having the super hots for Zac Efron, but I would play video games with him. And most of the movies that he's been in, post-high school musical, like we can do a segment maybe on our favorite Zac Efron movie, but like he's made decent film choices, I think. He has. They see... Okay, Zach, or Troy, is having a miserable time. And he's like, I can't sing. I'm not happy. I can't talk to Gabriella. I'm not happy. And basketball isn't worth it if I can't do things that make me happy. And so they're like, oh, shit. Like, we kind of broke him. 
he was great before, but now we ruined it. I can see where they're coming from when they're like, I think we just have to accept him for how he is. They came to that conclusion out of nowhere. Like, there was no catalyst. There was nothing to push them towards changing their minds. They were just, like, suddenly showed up and they're like, you know what? We're going to support you. We spent this whole movie tearing you down and deriding you and telling you to suppress your passion. And now we realize we're wrong. I don't know why. The, the conflict in this movie was very unnecessary and manufactured. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, we need conflict for them to overcome. Nobody wants to watch these two pretty people just like show up and join the theater and be successful. <laughs> you know what? I would have enjoyed this movie much more. <laughs> it was literally just like no conflict whatsoever. Just just bop to the top. The whole yeah, thing. just bop to the top the whole way through the movie. That's the beginning part of that song. That whole bop. Yeah. That was so <laughs> yeah, it got so weird. Bad. And it was like pretty unnecessary. I get they were trying to be silly and they it like were But yeah, I was just like, okay. I do love that the song. Little, the cute little composer girl was just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, they end up trying to like reschedule. Oh, they end up working together so they can like do basketball and be nerd shit. And then Gab, not Gabriella, Sharpay and Ryan, Brian. Damn it, Sarpy and Brian. <laughs> uh, they said the callbacks to interview with the game in the decathlon, but it seems like the theater director, like Gabriella and Troy, didn't make it to the first audition. They're probably not, this isn't even like the final show. It's the callback. All this is leading up to just a callback. The theater director clearly doesn't want those to be in the move, like in the show. Why did she give them a chance? She could have just been like, you didn't make the audition. You're done. Because like, it seems like she's actively helping, if not by ignorance, but like helping Sharpay and yeah. Ryan get the other two out. Where I'm like, why didn't you just give them the part? I, she was giving up the benefit of the doubt, but also she, cause they were good and different than Sharpay and Ryan who have been doing the same thing for the past four years. And she's like, I'm kind of over these two. Kathleen and the, see, and then the thing is they're all rushing to try to get them to this audition. They missed the first one. Like, why can't they just. Um, so she decides to move the callback times to during the time of the championship game and also the diecathlon triathlon marathon whatever oh we forgot when they had the weird music montage they were painting stuff and gabrielle and troy were both doing this like they were dancing but like it was so weird it was so uncomfortable and josh like messaged our group chat about it and i was so happy you did because i was noticing the same thing where they're like they're sitting across the stage from each other like backstage painting props there's no music playing except for the weird creepy like music that's playing during the training montage i'm gonna keep that video um josh is like recreating right now they were like air hump dancing to no music and like winking at each other it was like they just i was about to say why aren't we video recording and then i remembered we do video oh we are it was just the weirdest thing the weirdest 10 seconds of this whole movie at least a minute because it was the same time the weird random music was playing so they weren't hearing any music there was no music like it was no music they could have been backstage listening to a boombox of like whatever and then like dancing along to that and looking at each other. Instead, it's just like silence and then like air. Or they could have been mouthing like the words of the song, like, yeah, I've been looking for. Like, but they didn't. They were just staring at each other, nodding their heads and their legs. They do their auditions and this is just auditions. The main show mm-hmm. is probably months away at this point, right? Yeah. They have the, they have the entire set done. It's, yep. 
designed. It's, it's because every, every single person in this school has been working on it for no reason. And they don't even know what the play is. They're like, paint this fucking box. To look. They painted a set piece to look like a box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, they, they do their final audition song and they've just got this giant, beautiful, like sculpture of the moon behind them. And like these, like the dr- backdrop of stars is gorgeous. The play's ready to go. I'm just astounded that they're only on callbacks right now. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, I, for the first few years, I didn't realize we never saw a play. They win. The Wildcats win the, the big game. Uh, and Gabriella runs up there and Troy goes in for a kid. He goes like, and then somebody pulls him away. And it was probably really sexually frustrating for both parties. This movie is less High School Musical, more watch Troy Bolton get cock-blocked for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yes. We get the yes. podness together, but instead of saying podness, all of this together. I didn't even notice that that's not the name of the song, because I've just become so accustomed to Josh's beautiful scene. Yes. It was a cute song, and it it's was really good, good. I love it. It's a I cute love- song, and I like the choreography in that one a lot it was so cute and then everyone gets up and does it and and there's balloons and then there's jokes and at the very end Sharpay like ends up loving the guy who bakes stuff because she tasted his food and yeah that was the movie that's the movie we're potting this together. Um, oh, what my. lessons did we learn? See, I'm <laughs> excited to talk about what this movie taught everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, I know this is a segment that we have been doing for like, how long have we been doing this podcast? Like yeah. a year and a Over half a year. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and still, every time it takes me by, still every time it takes me by surprise when you guys are like what did you learn i'm like oh. I, I <laughs> says it and it takes me by surprise you think at this point we'd be trying like while we're watching i know josh probably has it like ready yeah he didn't deny it because he does <laughs> like while watching no it's like i ask you and then i'm like i'm only the one who asks it every time so i can stall while I think of what. <laughs> oh so that's why oh, okay a question first then would you if you were the theater director would you cast Troy and Gabriella? Probably Troy, probably not Gabriella. She had stage fright for their callback. Troy and Sharpay would have more chemistry. I think they'd be more dynamic. She's a little theater. timid. It's only sophomore year. Maybe give her an ensemble role. Yeah. And see how she does next year. I don't think I'd cast either of them. If anything, yeah, little smaller part to get their feet wet. Would you cast Sharpay and Ryan instead in this love interest role? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's a place for Gabriella's character in this, frankly. I like her a lot. I'd rather have her than the other two, but like I feel bad for her character. I feel like her okay. character has really big self-esteem issues. So the popular boy liked her and she went along with it despite maybe not actually really liking him that much because she needed attention and her dad wasn't around, so she needed a male figure in her life and grasped onto anybody she could find. That's what I learned. Uh Wow. I thought she just really enjoyed singing with Troy because they harmonized perfectly. I don't know why they spent so long practicing when they got it down the first time they tried. They practice apart also. It's not how you practice. Yeah, that was odd. When when Gabriella was like, I've been practicing with Composer Girl, and he was like, yeah, me too. I'm like, why weren't you both there? What I learned is that a true friend will encourage you to pursue your dreams. And will not 
tried to put you in a box. I think I learned that, I think the big issue was that they weren't upset at Troy about the music realistically. They were mad that they felt like he was abandoning them. So I think you can learn from that, that before you project your insecurities onto other people, you should analyze what's really upsetting you about a situation. I think that this just gave a strong sense of like unity, but also individuality by saying that we are all different, but we're all the same. And I think that that was like a really, I I feel like we all grew up being told that we're all very different and we're all so special and we all we're all very different. And that made us all feel like we couldn't relate to anyone. That the message in, in this movie of like, we're all the same and we're all in this together and we all, have, you know. Wildcats. We're all going through the same thing. I felt like that was really needed at this time in 2006. Like you can have your individual interests and pursuits, but like when it comes down to it, we're all people. Yeah. We're all wildcats. And you're, you hearts. can be part of a team, but you can also be a singer. I'm going to give the music a 9 and a 10 out of 10. So I'll just commit 10 out of 10 on the music. The rest of the movie, a solid 6. It's fine. Like, as far as decoms go, our bar is pretty low. So overall? Overall, what's an average of 6 and 10? That's 6 and eight. 8. 8. 8, yeah. Do you want to give it an 8? I'll give it an 8. Wow. Okay, Sammy? Okay, if we're rating separately, for the music, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I think they are catchy songs. I'm not going to go listen to them in my spare time, but I don't begrudge anybody who would. For the plot, 4 out of 10. So I'd say altogether, I'll give it like a 5.5 out of 10. 5 out of 10 it is. But I will round it down to 5 out of 10, if that is what you would like to hear. That is what I would like to hear, Sammy. (laughs) The music, I also give 10 out of 10, because I feel like the songwriters, the people who made the music in this, deserve so much more credit than has been given to them. I mean, like, no one talks about that. Who cares about Zac Efron? Like, it was the people who made the music that made this in my opinion the movie i would give i don't like it but i'm still gonna give it like an eight out of ten for a decom and that means i give it a solid nine out of ten okay well do we need an outro oh shoot i almost forgot oh that. god you um... can sing if you want to but stick to the status quo and subscribe to our podcast if you subscribe to the podcast it will give you a reliable podcast every week so you can say it would help you stick to what you know and if you really want to get your head in the game go to pondsgether.com where josh has put up blogs about scary halloween movies in the future if you're listening to this in the future, podding this together probably, I think, on Instagram. It's something like that. And then podding together on Twitter or podding this together at gmail.com is where you can email stuff. We're podding. Podden. We're podding this together. Oh. We like oh. Budweiser frogs, but podding. <laughs> podding. Podding. I don't know.